Hello and welcome to the Motherpucker Podcast presented by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. My name is Larice Campbell. I go by Reese and I want to welcome Alicia Olson who goes by Riz. <laughs> Riz. Riz is in the house. I am here and uh, I wish we were going to have a way more positive start to this this project that we've taken on. But boy, do we not. <laughs> we, it's very dramatically ironic that we were so pumped to start a podcast for the ladies, for the gals in our lives who want to, you know, crack a glass of wine or crack open a bevy, take off their makeup, put on their face mask and talk some freaking hockey, specifically Oilers hockey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Oilers hockey. And yet here we are. We thought we were going to have this like beautiful start to have our very first episode being this wonderful uh, lead in into an 82 game season. And that is not the case, my and friend. Yet, <laughs> and here we are. Uh, could, could, couldn't have been any worse, to be honest. Could, I, I don't think, well, actually it could have, but I'm not gonna say why, because it involves injuries. So let's knock on wood that we don't have to go there. Absolutely. But it, knocking it, right it now. Probably could not have been worse. No. Yeah. Well, just so because this is our first episode and we're just like getting where, you know, hopefully some people want to tune in and listen. Maybe we can just share a little bit about ourselves off the top, where we come from, um, you know, a little bit about who we are and why we're here. Um, may I may I start with you? Let's let me let me tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me what brings you to this microphone today. Absolutely. All right. So as mentioned in the intro, oh, first of all, you've got your wine going. It's It's time. It's time because it. I need this to get to get through the sad crying in the corner, the yes. despair of of what is them. And what are you drinking? Right tell tell some ASMR. Um, oh yeah. The... <laughs> okay, so this is my favorite beer. It is by a local Calgary um, brewery called New Level Brewing, New and it, it only comes out in the fall. And it is the beer version of a pumpkin spice latte. <gasps> It Delish. is called a heavy metal horchata. I don't know any men who like it, which is hilarious. So it's perfect for it what we are. It literally is like the basic bitches unite over this beer. Well, that's a lie. There might be some in them. It it has cinnamon in it. Like it and, tastes like And horchata. if they like it, good for them. It mm-hmm. sounds freaking delicious and it I is, want one. It is so good. I have to like literally limit myself. I don't drink a lot on weeks weeknights but weeknights, neither tonight do I. you know what maybe monday nights we'll have a monday night i, think I know this is monday night, the- i'm drinking um vintage red uh just a vintage red from bc uh because that's Ooh. where i am from and it's just like a nice red easy drinking mixed i think cab so cab merlot i'm not even sure mm-hmm. but i grabbed it and cracked it and i don't normally drink on the weekdays but love that these we're orders, starting uh, now <laughs> these are season is upon us we're starting now. <laughs> Friends are doing sober October and I laughed at them. That's, <laughs> that's funny for them. I considered it for maybe two seconds and I was like, no. Um, <laughs> so, which is funny because I, how we got to this, this lovely podcast project that we are starting off is my name is former name is Alicia Rissling, uh, now known as Alicia Olson, but we're just going to stay with nicknames only because that's all I really answer to anyway. So Riz or Rizzo is, uh, who I've been since the seventh grade, and that is who I will stay, even though my last name has changed. I am a former Olympic bobsled athlete. Um, oh, cool. Recently, well, I've been retired for going on two years now, not quite there yet. And I, uh, prior to that, was a basketball and track and field athlete. I never played hockey. Let me be very clear. I never played hockey. Um, unfortunately, I wish I did because I think I would have been darn good. But uh, I grew up at a time where, uh, you know, my mom said no, because boys play hockey. She regrets this, that to her day. So I'll never hold that <laughs> against her. We um, love her. Yeah, we love her. Um, Instead, she let me race my high speed toboggan and go around the world for which is years. so freaking badass. You just, I like, mean, you're a badass. Oh, it's thank a you. Badass sports move. Just to be like, you know what? <laughs> I can't play hockey, so I'm gonna fly down ice. How about yeah. that? Yeah. 
something that I mostly picked up at the age of 22 with the idea that I wasn't ready to grow up and somehow magically turned it into a decade worth of literally racing my toboggan around the world. That's that's um, called a glow up, friends. Right? <laughs> absolutely. Uh, it's taken me to Asia. It's taken me all over Europe. And uh, I am a massive hockey fan um, because I grew up in a hockey family. My dad played pro in Europe. My godfather, uncle, uh, played in the NHL. My brother played in the WHL for five years and then went on to have a pro career uh, while he was playing in Europe. He actually played with my now husband <laughs> who played in the NHL. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm around hockey. I eat, sleep and breathe it uh, all the time. And I and actually, now podcast now and, about well, it. That and I also work in hockey. I am the director of partnerships with the uh, Canadian Hockey League. So Amazing. I mostly work for the WHL and the Western Race Representative. Um, and uh, I have to be very clear that all views that I express on this podcast going forward are my own. They do not reflect the views of the league. Some of them do. Um, thanks to my suggestions uh, and some of them. (laughs) (laughs) And um, some of them don't. (laughs) And some of them don't. So uh, this has nothing to do with my job. I just wanted to get that disclaimer uh, disclaimer out of the way. Disclaimed. Disclaimed. Disclaimed And that goes for me too. Although mine is a very different story. Um... (laughs) Tell us about you. Yeah. (laughs) So I grew up in Edmonton. And if you grow up in Edmonton, you grow up loving the Edmonton Oilers. Absolutely. It's it's like um, they give it they provide that uh, feeling to you at birth and and you are not able to return that card at any point. It's like, this is what you do now if you live here. So I grew up in Edmonton and uh, just grew up loving, loving the game. Family, you know, family holidays. It was always revolving around who was playing who. Some of my family's from Southern Alberta, which I know you know about and mm-hmm. you know where, where you live, given where I'm at. But uh, yeah, they there's a lot of fun rivalry between our Calgary Flames family fans and our Edmonton Oilers family fans. And I just uh, I think I just picked the orange and blue and that was the choice. Mm-hmm. So but I am not a sports gal myself. A lot of my families play sports. A lot of them played hockey. A lot of them played baseball. Um, but I am like the black sheep, which is kind of ironic in a sports family and that I am like an artsy girly girl did dance did singing did cheerleading did all of those like things that you do sports adjacent (laughs) okay but But, dance and and cheerleading are sports let me be very clear amen they are yes yes and i blew my acl and my mcl doing it so i figure like i know what they're going through i had the same surgery i figured it out um but yeah, so now I'm in theater and I direct theater and I teach theater, which is kind of really rad and kind of fun. And I am out here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So I am in, especially after this week, I am in enemy territory. I am a lone <laughs> Oilers fan. No, there's so many of us out here. But uh, this was a rough week being an Oilers fan in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So uh yeah, I thought one day I was like, you know, I talk about the Oilers so much to anyone who will listen, sometimes even when they don't want to listen, that I thought it's time that me and Riz start talking about it for fun, even mm-hmm. if we it, even if we're around it all the time. So that's a little bit about me. And uh, and yeah, I'm so excited to do this with you. For sure. I forgot to mention too, my my love of the Oilers also comes because I am also from Edmonton. So both where of do us. You live, Riz? Where are you, where I'm are in you Calgary currently? now. I'm I'm in now the newly enemy territory. Um I did I lived in Edmonton for 23 years. So I I um You have your Oilers card. It's in I, your wallet. Uh, it's here. It's here. I've I uh oh I guess there's another fun fact about me. I guess we should do this as well on our first episode. Uh fun fact about me and the Oilers. I have been to at least one playoff series uh in every playoff run since dating back to 2006 cup run except for um i didn't go to when we got swept by colorado i was yep. gonna go to game five um and i didn't make it to a game versus vegas last year uh and, and you have a pretty good track record from what i know about you about when it, you are that in the what thousands happens. the oilers so- have not lost a game in a playoff series. In a playoff series, I've been, I've seen some losses. Yes. But if I've been in the building, it doesn't matter if it's home or away. I went to Anaheim in 20, 
16 or 17, 17. Yeah. I, uh, I was in Calgary, uh, during the battle of Alberta re 2.0 rekindled from back from the Mm eighties, uh, recently, not last year, but the year before. Um, and my streak is alive. It continues. So if anyone is out there and they are hearing this and they are as a diehard Oilers fan as we are, and you want to see us move past the second round, please get in touch because we will send Riz to the game and that lucky charm. Don't need sponsors for the podcast. Just sponsor us. Going just, sponsor, just sponsor our tickets. <laughs> for the, and and do it for the, the Oilers. And yes. do it for the Oilers. Like It is an investment in your also happiness if you're listening to this. It'll be your investment in your happiness because we really need a deep run in the playoffs this year. And uh, and Riz is the lady to get us there. <laughs> Copper bus, baby. Copper bus. Right. Um, well, my my one Oilers fact that I love to share is I have had random encounters with Oilers fans in four different continents. Oh, I know which continents. Um, so South America. Okay. South America. Okay. I was in like a small, tiny little town waiting for a bus backpacking and I was wearing my Oilers jersey and a woman who was also backpacking was like hey and she was from the UK I was like I know that team and I was like huh what are you talking about and she's like my husband's from Edmonton and I was like whoa come on so that was one then in Europe I was chased down in an airport in Amsterdam by a lovely Dutch gentleman who didn't speak a ton of English or wasn't planning on but he just like kept showing me the back of his phone case and the back of his phone case was the Oilers logo random and then another encounter when i was in asia in thailand when i had like an oilers t-shirt i think it was like just a simple summer Mm t-shirt and someone was like the edmonton oilers wayne gretzky greatest of all time go and i was like whoa so (laughs) i and now we just need to get to antarctica and africa and a few other places to australia uh, thank you yeah there's that extra continent it's like there's one more in there there's one more one one more yep and uh and yeah we need to have somebody chase me somewhere to be like go oilers because Mm -hmm. we're all around the world apparently apparently worldwide (laughs) worldwide worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love that's that's a little bit about us Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think this show if you're tuning in now is going to be a little wine, a little beer, a little girl talk, and a lot of Oilers talk, a little hockey talk, sometimes some hot spicy takes. Mm-hmm. We're not afraid we're not afraid to throw down a little bit when it comes to hockey, the two of us. Um so yeah, that's a little bit about our intro and and uh, we hope that you kind of tag along to hear where we go from here. Absolutely. Now, we have to get to the team. We here have we to get as we are filming this, the Edmonton Oilers have played two games against the Vancouver Canucks. Both games. Yep. Both games. And they have lost both in what I would like to describe as embarrassing fashion. Yeah, kind <laughs> of like like Hot Mess Express fashion. Yeah. yeah it's not a good look. Yeah, the now, young kids call that the dumpster fire, I think. Oh, that's, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. I know that Especially- they don't have the oh, Riz right now. They don't have the Riz. The Riz. They don't have the Riz. Right I now. learned this. Hella Riz. They have. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. They don't have. I'm never going to say this right. Hella Riz. Um, <laughs> especially, I think after how we were set up for the season, mm-hmm. there was a there was some hype. There was some hype behind our team, friend, and uh, and not just from the media. Media, yeah. yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but also, you know. Everyone coming in early, September 5th, rolling into Edmonton for the captain skate. Yeah. And and the 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 feeling of cup or bust from mm-hmm. last year and interviews being replayed of, you know, this is it. This is mm-hmm. this is we want to win in Edmonton. We want to win now. It's time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was hyped. <laughs> and then Wednesday no, came. Man. Yeah. Tell us about your feelings about uh the past <laughs> week. And what you saw, what yeah. you didn't see, what you wanted to see is the sky falling, Chicken Little. <laughs> well, my, uh, let me see. I was in Edmonton for game one. Now, obviously, they played in Vancouver in game one. I was there for a conference last week. And I had the pleasure of watching the game with my dad. And I have, I used to watch Hockey Night in Canada with my dad a lot growing up. But obviously, living uh, three hours down the road. 
I don't get to watch too many games with him very much anymore. And half the time when I go in Edmonton, I usually plan it around when they play at home so I can go yeah. to games. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, yeah, of course. Um, so I, uh, I turned the game on. I was very excited because obviously I watched opening night, Vegas raising the banner. Um, also watch Bedard. We'll get to that later. But uh, with Vegas raising the banner and you look at that Vegas team and they're, they're very similar, right? They, Mm -hmm. they, they lost, um, uh, of course I'm mind blanking on what's his name. Oh, Riley Smith. Um, But that core group of guys is very concrete, similar. Now, you know what they say about teams that go all the way to the cup and have to fight hard battles. It's a short summer. And sometimes they, they still come in a little banged up and, and maybe not necessarily ready to go. But when you look at, you have a core group of, of guys that a know how to win. <laughs> um, and, and you have, you know, the bulk of them locked up for another year. Who's to say that they can't do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it brings me back to the Oilers in that we've lost to the cup champs now twice in a row. And it's just like, it's very clear that they're, they're right there. Um, I mean, a record sending power play from last year. Uh, and it, and again, it's like teams throw everything at it and, and no one has an answer. And when you have, um, such dominant players on the ice, it's, you're right. Like when you're a short, shorthanded, you, you really like are in trouble against the Oilers. Yeah. So that's very, um, I don't think anyone can deny that. Uh, it, so you now switching back to the Oilers and we have, a very core group returning from, from last year. And I think the addition of uh, Connor Brown was uh, very hyped up as well. Very exciting. Um, yeah. Someone who who knows our Connor. Knows our Connor played together Mm -hmm. in, in the OHL. Hoping for Uh, that magic again. Yeah. Um, And, you know, a lot of people still struggled uh, a little bit on the D line at home, obviously being our answer. Um, And then the question was always going to be goaltending. Now we go in a tandem. We have, you know, we got Skinner. Can he elevate his game further? Because we know like he's good. It's impossible not to like him as a guy. Like, you know, like the mustache. He's just like homegrown kid. Yeah. Like it's it's impossible not to root for him. But is he a championship winning goaltender? I don't know. Campbell had the pedigree of coming in and he's getting paid like he could be a top goaltender um and everyone you know I think the media really talked about him as having a bounce back here and it's his time and and like you know last year was an anomaly he's really going to be able to pull it out this year and then we go into game one (laughs) and um very very quickly (laughs) <laughs> quickly we realized that there's no bounce back yet i mean um the there was no blue line like it was i know Alcom didn't play the first game yeah. but like and it was so visible that it's like is Alcom really our only defender because- one one player are we one. really that desperate for one human being on the ice one player. to save us there there was there was no defensive play whatsoever. And so basically, and what was interesting is that Vancouver did a really good job of playing, just taking the body on, on dry and McDavid every single time, just not giving them any space and just going straight for the body, which is basically the only way you can play those guys because yeah. you give them, you gap An them inch. one second. Yeah. He, they're gone. Like, they're well, gone. especially yeah. McDavid, he's beaten you. Um, so it was, really disheartening I think but you know the funny thing was that even when it was five to one after the second period I was still kind of like you know it's the Oilers they can score a lot really quickly like maybe and then when they let that quick one in or Stewart let that quick one in um yep. right in a couple minutes into third I was like I roll I was like watch this this is just going to be an implosion now and then they started taking chippy bad penalties the frustration was showing yeah yeah so that's my game one recap and then game two isn't much better because I'll, I'll take it short and sweet is you know they came out flying scored a quick goal and you're like okay here's the Oilers here they here's go here's our Oilers here's our here's what we've been waiting for all summer here was the hype 100 percent. and then the holes on defense were just picked open exposed and I just they outshot Vancouver. I have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it was 40 to 16 40 in the to second 16. game. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, we let four goals in on 16 shots. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> I can't. I can't no, even. I can't even. I can't even. I, I, can't I literally even. can't even. And I'm using literally there. I literally can't <sighs> even. I know. Okay. Yeah. I thought the same Please. thing, you know? First no. game, it, it was like it was like shell shock or something. I'm not yeah. sure what happened. I was watching and I was like, is this my team? I'm not sure it is. And then I think they scored at 4-1. And I was like, okay, no, no. We have so much offensive power that this is just going to be one of those like 9-5 games and it's going to be ugly, but we're going to, yeah. you know, we're going to turn this on now. Yeah. And then it, it the, they, the, they just kept coming. And we yeah. had no answer to shutting them down in any way. No. And like at some point I, you know, I felt terrible for Jack and I was like, pull the guy just pull him save mm -hmm. him save his soul and then it was the same thing with Stu and I was like okay is this a goalie problem is this a defense problem but then our offense was no better we have scored one goal in two games five on five again just that was one. a problem last year Absolutely. That, yeah. You know, we get the name power play merchants for a reason. And yes, that is the job of the power play. Like we are yeah. actually supposed to score on it. So when someone's like, oh, power play merchants, I'm like, mm -hmm. well, aren't you supposed to score on? Like, that's the freaking game, friends. Yeah. But if we also can't score on five on five, like we're in. You can't win a cup. You can't <laughs> win a cup. Sure. We yeah. have like, the you know, offensive Ferraris. And we have scored one five on five goal. Yes. So I don't know. So game one felt like shell shock. I sort of just like watched in amazement and astonishment and sadness. And then I was like, okay, no, it was just a weird, weird way to start the season. And then we come I'll to just quote, was it dry sidle who said, right, right. It's good to get your ass kicked. Every it's once good in to a get while. your ass kicked. It's good to get spanked, <laughs> which is a lot of memes. The ladies love their, their Leon dry sidle aging, like a fine, fine wine friends. And, cheers to that. and cheers, cheers, cheers to him and his mm -hmm. parents. Thank you. Um, but, but they, to, to quote, sometimes it's good to get spanked. I was like, Oh, that's gonna, that's gonna come back sometime. And and bite us in the ass, which is also ironic. Um, but yeah, so so then I thought, great, you know, here we are. Game Saturday, set game two at home. Crowds, you know, crowd loves their team, it is a homer team like nobody else. And and then suddenly, you know, 10 minutes in, I'm like, okay, this is our team. And then again, we were picked apart. Our blue line doesn't exist, even with Ekholm back, and then the fears of are we rushing this? Are we committing like medical malpractice? you know like is this good for the long-term health of our of the team if if he is back too soon because we're desperate and he is our like savior on defense I don't know um so then so then Saturday I was angry if Wednesday was sadness you know like the stages of grief <laughs> Saturday was anger Absolutely. and confusion and now today as we prepare for Nashville tomorrow I don't know where I stand because it's two games in. We really like the sky is not falling. It is a very long season, but yes. you also want to start the season right. And we have, we have started the season well sometimes, and we've also started the season poorly and had to sort of play catch up come, yeah. you know, Christmas time. Yeah. Um, and I would much rather start the season off on the right foot and uh, then, then be panicking already. For so sure. that's, so where do we go from here with uh, what do we think this week looks like? Well, on the road, um, I mean, simply put, if worst case scenario, let's, <laughs> I don't even want to go here, but worst case scenario, let's say this is a losing road trip. Maybe they pull out, how many games are they playing? I should have looked that I up. Know, I should have looked that up. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I mean, playing Nashville, it, it, like in Nashville, those fans are wild. The Oilers need a win and they're almost going to be playing desperate already, which is also not how you want to start. Cause I agree with you. Yeah. Like, do we need Akoma in the lineup right now? Is he fully healthy? Because it is a long season and we'd yeah. I'd rather him sit the first month and us get spanked and have him come in um, and just be the player that we need him to be. And play um, and be able to play until June. Exactly. Till summertime. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the one thing that the Oilers did really well last year was they got hot towards the end of the season. And that's, mm -hmm. 
that's like, that's all that really matters. Like you got to get in. It doesn't matter. You want, you're just going to get in and then, and then you got to be hot at the right time. So Mm -hmm. we're not panicking. It's, it's not, it's game. It's two games. And, um, I think like it's, it's a, a battle and, but they need to win a couple games here soon. Like it can't be, they can't afford to go on a five game losing streak right now because that will cause so much internal stress on the team that's already been together for well over almost two months now, um, skating together and everybody's taking it seriously. But I think Kenny Holland's got to be looking internally right now and being like, what magic can we do Mm -hmm. that's going to provide some stability on that blue line? Because I mean, it would be a miracle for him to find us a goalie that we can afford. Um, but it's, it's, I, I know it's two games in, but I am very, I'm not betting a lot of money that our blue lines can be able to figure it out. I I'm just going to say right now, I despise, um, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it actually. I'll save it just in case <laughs> for later. Cause I don't okay. want to put some bad juju out, but, okay, but the blue line needs to figure it out. And absolutely. And stats like right now, like right now. And because when our forwards have a job to do and that's to score goals. And when they're so concerned about getting back for a bat check, because everybody's blowing past their check and not covering yeah. the point, like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's systematic error that, that people need to be paying attention to. And, yeah. uh, until the blue line can actually give confidence to our offense that all they can do, like, yes, they have the back check, of course, but like, when they set up, they can't be thinking, oh my God, I got to be ready to race down because ready I don't run. trust that yeah. my, my D-man's not going to get beat and pocket picked on the line. So absolutely, um, that's that's my kind of take on where we're at right now. The Oilers need to play a little bit desperate in the first, next two games at least. Who do you start tomorrow? Uh, Jack or Stu? That's a very, that is a tough question. <laughs> I was going to ask you that you question. Can... <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I go back. I honestly think I go back to Jack. I was going to say, I was like, Soupy goes in. I think you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do. I, I, yeah. I don't know if it's, if it's between like the brain mm-hmm. for him, like if it's between the temples for him because yeah. he had what's looked like a, a pretty good preseason. He did. And then he, he yeah. really did. <laughs> he like, did. Like, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the best, but like, no. um, but, but it wasn't, but it wasn't Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he I think you do. I think you go back to Soupy, uh, put him in and and I hope his sports psych is working overtime right now. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. So yeah, that's that's what I'm excited to see. What happens what happens in goal tomorrow night? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, you know, I am thrilled for Ekholm to be able to go back to Nashville and I hope that they do a lovely job celebrating. I hope they do too. I hope you he know? gets an applause. I hope they I hope he gets something. I, I hope his so. wife and stuff are out there too. I, I think it would be a great homecoming for him. I and, hope so. You know, that's yeah. a that's a big deal um, to have only played in one place for that long yeah. and to only be traded once and then to that game, first game back in that building. So yeah. um, I hope that he is healthy. I'm sending all my good at home good vibes, yeah. good juju. I yeah. really don't want him playing though if it's like going to be aggravating it, uh, you know, uh, all the way into the spring because we don't need that if he is our savior on defense, as it mm-hmm. certainly stands. Um, but I, that's that's what I'm looking for this week is to find out who bounces back in net, and then can we get a couple goals five on five? Can can some magic happen not on the power play? Okay, and, those will uh, be our starting points for next week. Yeah, how many and- five on five goals did we go, and and what's the current? <laughs> And what's the current goalie situation? And I'll be crying in the corner. Yes, actually. (laughs) Awesome. But you know what? Hockey's back in all facets. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things going on in the NHL. There's a lot of things happening. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, we are, we've hit, uh, we've hit fast forward in the NHL. Things are going quick. So a couple, couple interesting things that we could chat about. Um, Where do you want to start? Is there something, something fun on the list that's been, eating at you yeah i think well let's just start quickly on uh on our boy well my boy connor bedard yes out of the western league the other canadian connor the other canadian connor uh what do uh, do i call him i call him diet coke little c little c yeah yeah little c diet c well um what do you think 
Reese, is he, was he worth the hype? Is it worth everything that's been built? I, you know, I'm stoked to see what this, this young fella, I'm going to age myself, this young fella does. Mm-hmm. But I will say what I find most interesting about the hype is not the hype around him. Like I loved it. I think he said something recently a couple days ago. I was like, I would be annoyed if it was, you know, I'd be an annoyed fan too, if it, w- it was constantly talking about me. Yeah. But I, I, it's interesting to see how the, the NHL is marketing him that they didn't offer or, or that they, they couldn't get their head around for Connor, our Connor, Connor McDavid. Now I know like, yes, he is an American team. So that's probably the big piece of this puzzle. Um, I and I know that, that, you know, actually. ESPN is now, you know, definitely trying to push hockey and we have like, you know, there has been a, a bigger push to open that American market. Yeah, And so I can see why they kind of, you know, like really prodded to make him the face and the the voice and the body and the whatever else of the NHL right now. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting to me. Another Connor from Canada, both phenomenal, like phenom once in a generation type players. Mm-hmm. And very different ways. They're very, very different, different players. Yeah. Um, but one is being hyped to the moon and back. And the other really kind of had to fight to have, you know, his face seen. Now, again, I think a large por- portion of that is being, you know, was being drafted to an, a Canadian team. That's a, but, that's a hot take because I never thought about it like that. So yeah. there's my hot take. But, you know, as like, mm. you know, Snoop Dogg, my boy Snoop Dogg, who I love the fact that he, Snoop Dogg loves hockey, like <laughs> touches my soul deeply, was like, you're that. not marketing the greatest player playing right now. Like the like he called the NHL out last year and was like, "You need to market Connor McDavid." Like the yeah. whole world should know his face. Yeah, and so I'm interested to see how fast the whole world knows Connor Bedard's face. Yeah. Um, now, so I don't have a take on his playing yet, okay. but I would love to hear what your thoughts are on all my, of that. My and thoughts are more concerns actually, because to the degree that how much they're marketing, which you called it, like it's more than McDavid ever faced. Um, I think McDavid is at a place now where he would be able to handle it, but this is a lot of attention and pressure put on an 18 year old that's on a team. Yeah. That's on a team that probably isn't going to be very good. I know they were first game against the Penguins, but like, like they're, they, they've got a lot of young talent. Um, Chicago, they're in that huge rebrand. And I actually, uh, hate the Blackhawks as a franchise, even yeah. though that's what Jersey he's wearing back yeah. there. But we, um, we love him, just like but, that, we love him. Yeah, <laughs> but, we, but we love Bedard. Um, and um, I think to me, and I, I think he's lucky that he was raised the way he was, uh, mm-hmm. and and kind of has been held out of the limelight, not eating fast food, whatever that's taken. Like he he is definitely more mature than a typical 18 year old, but, yes. but this is a lot of external pressure that's put on a kid being brought into a team. And I know he Chicago... can't vote or drink in the city. He works that <laughs> he know. works in. He I literally know. cannot go for a beverage. I know. He cannot vote. He cannot buy smokes. Not that like Mr. I don't Rock think he does any of those things, but that's okay. <laughs> those things, but like legitimately is not even legally allowed to, yeah. And and he's got the weight of a franchise on his shoulders. And well, now he's the weight of the league, NHL. He's the yes, face he's of the got NHL the right now. League on his shoulders right now. Yeah. And I, you know, more power to him and his wonderful family. I'm sure for trying to like just mm-hmm. instill in him like as much of whatever they could. But I worry about him too. That's a lot. It is a lot, and it can go very negatively very quickly. Like imagine yes. he doesn't have. The breakout year where everyone's predicting he drops 40 goals and you know like like if he walks out of the season I know he's got one already a sneaky little back backdoor cabin <laughs> but like yeah um it's it I just think it's just putting unnecessary pressure and like put that 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 focus onto McDavid who could handle it right now yeah. um I loved how in, in the Canadian broadcast how we I don't, well, I don't even know what broadcast it was. It might've been on the NHL network. I loved it. It was like the meeting of the minds with, with that. He did a segment where they were interviewing with Crosby and then they did one with him and Connor. And they were talking a lot about how nervous they were on their first and going on that. That was a really great insight, but I, I totally, actually my favorite one was, I don't know if you saw this Reese, but um, it was, 
when dry settle was chirping him when they were doing autograph signing on no opening i missed day. it oh my gosh i think Oilers nation posted it as a clip and dry settle literally walks in and like bedard's like they're signing all the jerseys that they yeah. have to do and uh and then they had to go do like a skills comp and so um dry settle walks in he's like hey some of us are waiting. Get let the rest of us go. Okay. Like, and he starts chirping him. <laughs> just giving him the gears. Yeah. And and it was just giving him the gears. And he tries to like have a quick comeback, but it was, it was kind of weak. And then uh, he's like, what are the events have you done yet? And there was some skills comp thing where there was a number they had to hit. I don't know if it was like how many targets they had to hit. I, do, I don't know. I, I didn't see that part, but he's like to Bedard. He's like, well, how many did you hit? And Bedard's like, oh, like 68, I think. He's like, what did you get? Like eyes wide. Oh, it's and, so, that's sweet. And then, and then, <laughs> and then Drysaddle, you can tell he was totally bullshitting him. He's like, yeah. I got 150. And like, <laughs> they said that was average. Just, <laughs> so like, just, just like, just making them feel absolutely so awkward. Just like, and you could see Bedard's like, no, we're talking about a different thing then. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> He's trying to convince himself. He's like, oh gosh, trying, oh gosh, oh no. He was like, kind of considering it like oh shit did I really like screw it up like but he kind of knew but Dreisel was just so like drag he was like that, that German that German oh, humor right there it was it was like <laughs> deadpan it was so good amazing yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up because that would yeah, be that very but yeah that's like you know we we think about this young guy and he's just as excited like takes his first face off against Crosby and <laughs> and gets worked you know and welcome to the nhl connor bedard yeah but i you know this is exciting for him and i just want i hope chicago fans but nhl fans just like let an 18 year old boy young man Mm -hmm. find his way in the next few months and let what this year be be and yeah i'm excited to see what what he does and and i know that uh his first game against connor is going to be I'm sure a wild time oh, for everyone. I'm sure they'll so hype that one up too. They are going I to, personally yeah. can't wait. Neither. Yeah. So also we were talking a little bit about NHL here and the NHL made a really interesting decision this week. And uh, that is to ban the use of pride tape. Yeah. So I'm going to let you go first on this one. And, and uh, I'm curious to know what, what's your opinion on the banning of the pride on the tape? banning of the pride tape. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I think um, what I found interesting, I'm going to start, I'm going to preface this by saying what I found interesting about it is that mm-hmm. I think the NHL, I don't know their decision behind, but I'm going to try and wager a guess. And that was sure. that they were trying to eliminate the need for these political conversations in scrums before or after games and, and like trying to insulate the players or insulate the league insulate teams in some capacity okay mm-hmm. so that's the, that was their goal mm-hmm. but they did this on the very first like they the announcement came down the day before the season started mm-hmm. so your goal was if if i'm correct your goal was to insulate these teams or insulate players from having to speak to these things mm-hmm. because of a few players who didn't want to participate in yeah. pride events due to their religious choices yeah it's just asinine that that's when it was brought down because then what was the one thing media wanted to talk about with 100%. every single freaking player mm-hmm. was pride tape. And I was like, do you, did you not put those two and two together that that was going to Who is your NHL? PR firm? <laughs> Who is your PR firm? You need to fire them like, like yesterday, like last yes. week. Um, So that was like, that's where I'm going to start is that I just was a bit shocked at the timing of it, I wasn't shocked that they did it. Disappointed, sure. I love event nights, even mm-hmm. for things I don't necessarily celebrate. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm I'm one of those people. It's like I'm either all in or all out. I either pull the anthems unless it's for in- international matches, which is fine. If you're playing another team from a different country, it makes sense that an, an you know an anthem would be played at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but like pull the anthems if you're going to pull every night if it's like we are no- we are apolitical. We are a non-political league. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the hypocrisy of like, we're going to pull one thing, but then we're going to do something else. And then mm-hmm. we're going to like keep one night, like, you know, either celebrate all out and like, let's celebrate humanity. Cause that's mm-hmm. rad. And like, people are cool. And I want like every person to know about hockey because it's the best freaking sport in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm totally comfortable celebrating 
you know, military night and and cancer awareness night and um, black alliance night. Like I want everybody in every yeah. stripe, color, hair color, body shape to be like, yeah, hockey's freaking awesome. Let's watch that together. So I am totally comfortable with every night, but I, I really don't like the picking and choosing and the hypocrisy of the choices. And so it's yeah. either like all in or all out. Mm-hmm. And I'm comfortable with all out if we're going to be all out. But then like, then we really need to have a conversation of what all out actually looks like. And so I was disappointed when the ruling came down because I love having players show the things that they are all about and like welcoming new people into hockey because more people in who are watching hockey means more eyes on advertisement and Mm -hmm. it means more people in the building and it means more jerseys sold. And like, I can't understand the economics of why you wouldn't want that, but there's my rant. I don't get the choice. I don't get why they did it when they did it. Mm-hmm. I personally am going to wear like a rainbow now just to be like, whatever. Like, you don't like a rainbow? Too bad. Yeah. But I just want, like, I just don't want the like teetering in the middle, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. just freaking dive in or don't, or get out of the pool. And what then- would you say to the people who were saying, you know, the the tape was too much like the tape was also infringing on the athlete's choice to be able to do this like there, there's a lot of people who are now saying they're going to boycott the nhl for this choice yeah i think like you know obviously there was a few people who this started with jerseys right this, this yeah. started all last year and it, i think it was seven yeah. people specifically who said that they yeah. didn't want to wear it yeah yeah i do i think that if your religion excludes people that's kind of shitty yeah i do yeah. and i i'm a christian person like that's yeah. how i grew up um and i think if you exclude people that's kind of crappy but like that's your choice and if that's yeah. like, the thing you're going to live with that's on you that's you know that's sad a rainbow's yeah. pretty looks nice it's part of science Woo! Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like but i get you know it is what it is I don't have yeah. to like your choice to, you know, to have your choice that you have a voice in what you mm-hmm. present. And so, yeah, it makes me sad. It just makes me sad that they, that, that players who are proud of things or want to encourage other people or like, and that, and that goes on the law is for everyone. Hockey is for everyone. If that's what we're saying, then why yeah. can't they show that right on their own? Just, and I think what irritates me too, is that the people who last year who avoided wearing the jerseys were never considered to be fined right? There was no fines. It was just like, maybe we have to sit them or like, what do we do here? But it was never like a league mandated. We're going to fine you if you break this rule. And yeah. now suddenly it's like, oh no, now, now we want you apolitical. Now we don't want you to share any in any of the stuff and we will fine you if, yeah. if you do. And so I'm just putting this out there. If that, if the player chooses to, and there's a fine, I will donate, donate to the GoFundMe just because I think it like, just be you and do you and show us your personality. Like we're not like, hockey players are not robots yeah yeah no there's my hot take i want to (laughs) hear your thoughts on it now that i've ranted to the moon okay well i mean it's not dissimilar so i would say i think and maybe this is my own fault for going down you know instagram route holes and listening to i don't know if you know who ryan jesperson is but he's an edmonton media personality um and even seeing the gist online so if you've ever followed the gist so it's a female take on on sport and everybody's so angry about the pride tape and the pride tape i think is one step too far because the pride tape was not a mandate it was it was something like people could just choose to do you could wear whatever kind of tape you want you can't choose your pant color because it's got a master jersey but if they wanted to have personality so i agree with you in that and i i fully agree that the pride tape was one step too far however this is where you come in when you said that it's, it's an all or nothing initiative. So when this, my whole problem with this whole pride night thing yeah, started last year with the media because no athletes came out and said, I refuse. I don't want to wear a Jersey. What happened was Igor. I can't say his last name, <laughs> but what Russian and knowing Russian what Orthodox situ- religion, yeah, what the situation is in Russia and the religion in Russia. Yeah. Correct. He did not go out for warmups. He just didn't go out. It's not like he went out and the thing he he and went out refused or took it off and threw it. He just and didn't go out. Throw it. He did nothing. And the media lost their mind. Yeah. It was the media's fault. They turned something. So I would argue because there is no other of the big four major sports that is doing a pride night. There is not. The NHL was leading the way. They were going out of their way to be trailblazers, to be the first. And instead of focusing on 
all the athletes that were other athletes that were out there wearing it that were going along whether they they wanted to or not like they all participated and it's not like anyone came out and vocally said i don't want to wear this because i don't believe it and blah 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 and then so now because of how our media system works, because we like to focus on the negative, then it's like every other athlete that was going to, and again, seven, seven out of how many players? I want to do that math right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's say average 24 playing? players times 32 teams minus seven yep. players. So 761 players Yeah, that were fine with it. The media chose to pick every single one of those people apart to a point where they had to defend their decisions. Yeah. Where and I don't like, I agree with you. If you're, if your religion is shitty and wants to disclude people, like, like I couldn't agree more. I'm in a, I'm also makes me sad, but that's does, you. right? And like, I, 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 I get, but like, again, now are we saying that like players are not allowed to have a religion? Like yeah. that, like, is that where we're going with this? So totally. I don't think like, why did the media not focus on the NHL being a trailblazer, a first step. Hockey is for everyone. Look at our 760 athletes that are out here representing, trying to make sure that you have a place and you have a place to be here. And you're going to focus on seven, seven of them and blow yeah. it out of proportion. That's and fair. again, we didn't have athletes skating over, ripping up jerseys. Like they just chose not to participate for their own personal reasons, which we don't have to agree with, but nope. there is never going to be a time in this world where a hundred percent of the where people we all are agree. going to believe. Yeah. There's yeah. never about any, I don't care what the issue is. I don't care if it's about whether or not you think the Oilers are going to win the Stanley cup this year or <laughs> whether you think that they are, uh, they are, they are, <laughs> or, or whether, or whether you care about what political party should be in power or what, like yeah. there's never going to be a time in your lifetime that 100% of people are going to agree with you. Now, had the media chose to ignore those seven people and not give them a voice and interview athletes that were so proud they're wearing the Huberdos that are, you know, they rock, they've yeah. already been rocking yeah. the pride. The tape Tyson Berries. The Tyson Berries. Like, yeah. like, had you chose to make this a really positive thing, do you know how many more people would have bought into it? And yeah. like, it could have been wonderful. Now, the NHL, because, and this is where I will say this, very similar to what I do for a job is a business first. Absolutely. No matter how much you love the product, how much you love hockey, how much you get an emotional tie to it, it is a business. Mm -hmm. And when there is a media out there waiting to jeopardize your business because they are looking to spin something very negatively, then it's then it's then it's like a, a parent when two toddlers are fighting over something and they just take the toy away. You know, <laughs> like it's like, gone. It's like, you know what? You guys can't play nice. Too bad. Nobody gets anything. Yeah, it's done. You're done. Then th- then that's that that's how it works. Like, I'm and sorry, I am interested you get to nothing. see. I'm interested to see how it plays out because I think, unfortunately, I think the parent in this situation, the NHL, thought they're doing the right thing by trying to remove remove the toy remove the toy and i wonder if it's going to be a longer conversation about the toy Mm -hmm. now because they chose to do that yeah that it was just like one step too far now now people are going to the few people and whether it's seven or a hundred or 700 who who decide no that's a step too far i'll take the fine and then we're going to have media conversating about it every freaking week Every Who's week. the first We're person never, to wear it? We are Who's not going to hear the end of this until the, until the, and basically until the and NHL goes, okay, tape can come back. Okay. Tape can come back or there's yeah. no fines if you choose to do so. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just like, I think we realize prohibition doesn't work. Right. We know this. <laughs> we know this. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. We're on the line. Prohibition yeah. does not work. Does it doesn't. Work. You try and take something away from everyone mm-hmm. and to, to create a blank slate yeah. or to just like remove the situation and someone who is very adamant that they're going to have it is going to find a way to have it yeah and the conversation continues so mm-hmm. yes i'm i'm sad the nhl did it for my lgbtq2 plus friends and family who love hockey and there are so many of them out there i just want to say that i'm in some like awesome groups i'm in a fantasy league full of like like just a cool mix of women and and trans and non-binary people who freaking are stoked on hockey and they just want to feel like I'm it's okay for me to be there is it cool yeah. if I'm there and yeah. and yet like and that that's all they want 
and I get it. It probably feels to people who don't understand them that it's a lot. But these conversations become so divided and they mm-hmm. become so toxic if someone is like, no soup for you. Yeah. For no one, you know? Yeah. And and so I I hope the NHL comes to like a reasonable understanding that if someone chooses to do so, there will be no fine so that the media doesn't have like... And they're going to, you know, giving them things to talk about. Stop here. Like, please, if you want the media please. to focus on the hockey and the good stories of the wonderful things people are doing, the foundations that they run, all the wonderful yes. off-ice things that are going on, let's focus on that because yes. there are bad people in every single business, every single every whether business, it's pro every sports, sport, like every, every art, everything. Everything. Stop giving them a voice. And that's yes. what the media is doing. So yeah. let's, uh, I agree with you. I hope enough <laughs> players just keep rocking the pride tape. I don't think anyone's going to yeah. do it for a little while because there's no. just too much hype with the season starting. There is. And le- yeah, yeah. Let, let's let the season settle in. And I hope those who feel like it's important for them do so yeah. and aren't afraid of the fine and they yeah. just share what they need to share. And those who choose not to choose not to. Yeah. Um, but I, I do hope that you know, I hope people, no matter if you're listening to this or where you're from, um, if you feel like hockey is something you're interested in, I want you to like, just know that like, there are a lot of people out there who want you around to learn about hockey. And, like, and there's 760 athletes out of 766. So who, who are totally <laughs> awesome, like where their yeah. doors are open and they're like, yeah, hockey is yeah, for you. So, who want you to be there too. So yeah. So hashtag <laughs> hockey is not for everyone. NHL. Sorry. You know what? We know it is. And a lot of your, uh, your star athletes know it is as well. Yes. And most of them do. Most of the them. Vast majority. 99.9%. And so does the rest of the public. So that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We did it. We did it. You know, I think uh I think that sort of taps us into where we are for the first episode of the Mother Pucker podcast with Riz and Reese. Um, we are hopefully gonna be here all season. And we hope it's a, you know, not quite as negative as our episode one. I'm really excited to meet back this time next week. And it's been like a a reevaluation and and some calming breaths. Um, Some woosah. Some (laughs) woosah. But I am excited. Uh, I'm excited for Oilers hockey. I'm so glad hockey is back. I'm so glad for every hockey is back. I hope your fantasy teams are beautiful if you have them. I have two. One, great. One, not so much. We'll see what happens. Um, But I hope, you know, whatever hockey you are consuming, I hope it is filling your soul full of joy. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see you. Uh, we'll be chatting next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Can't wait to do it again next week with hopefully some better news. Thanks so much, Riz. Bye, Riz.